On this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney, Jared takes us through his favorite park Epcot and tells us all of the best foods to eat. Welcome to another episode of A Dryer Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dreyer, and we have a great episode for you today. We are going to be talking about the best places to eat and the best foods at Epcot. And full disclosure, this is my favorite park of all of Disney so far that I've traveled to, and I've only done the domestic U.S. here. We are looking forward to, in our future, we're heading out to Japan. We'd love to go see Tokyo Sea. And we'd love to go see some of the other parks out there in the Asian countries and then as well get over to Paris. So in the future, hopefully we'll have some episodes around those parks as well. But here in the continental U.S., Epcot is my favorite park and it's because of the food. So this is a really fun episode for me to do for you guys today. And we're going to take you through the park and share all of our favorite foods and all the best places to eat as we go through this today. This is episode number six in a series of 11 So if you haven't listened to our other episodes yet that are already released, go out there and find those. And wherever you're listening to us, we do want you to click that subscribe button. So stop what you're doing for a moment. Just click pause and go onto your device and click subscribe. So that way you're alerted every single time we drop a new episode for you. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, again, pause that video. Just click that subscribe button real quick and you'll get this content delivered to you every single week. So we want to thank our subscribers. And we also want to ask if there's a tip or trick that saves you time or money, please find us over at Patreon and the links are in our description. So if you go down to our podcast description, you're going to find the link to Patreon there or over on YouTube and you can donate us a couple dollars for saving you a little bit of time and money and that'll help keep this podcast going. If you become a subscriber, of course, you're going to get early access to our Butterbeer episode and how to go to Disney for almost free episode. So we do want to call those out. But. Back to what I was saying, this is number six in a series of 11. After this Epcot episode, we're going to wrap up with Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. We're going to take you through Disney Springs, and then we're going to hop over to the Universal Orlando Parks and City Walk over here in Orlando. A lot of cool things still to come. So again, click that subscribe button. But as we talk through all the Disney parks, I do have a couple disclosures. And in fact, today, a real important one. But the first one is at all the Disney parks and even the Universal parks, they all have the same hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken nuggets, pizza type products that your little kids are going to like. So we're not going to cover those. We're going to do our best to cover the most important older teen and adult type meals that you guys can enjoy as a family and share with one another and things that a more mature palate may like and may enjoy. So some of the foods may be spicy. Some of the foods may be more ethnic. But we do want to share the top foods at all the parks. So, of course, with Epcot, we get the whole world showcase involved. So we're going to be traveling all over the world, sharing our favorite places to eat and the best foods there. So we're going to skip those uh, more common things that you find. But our bigger disclosure, especially here at Epcot, we can't eat everything. And we have tried to enjoy as much as we can around the different parks and around the different restaurants. And we get into as many as we can. But at Epcot, there are 46 restaurants. So you heard that correct. 46 restaurants at Epcot. So there is no way for us to get to every single one of them. There is no way for us to try all the food in the entire park. It is a virtual impossibility for us to do it unless we had 10 plus years 
and we were on site all the time where we could just keep rotating and go through them all. So it's a very difficult thing for us to do. So these are our opinions and these are the things that we have tried actually that we enjoy a lot. Take our word for it that these are really good items, but it doesn't mean that there aren't other items that would have made this list as well. Through your guys' experience, if you guys have a great restaurant or a great food item, please go find us over at Facebook, share that with us, and we will be updating this episode periodically. And through that update, we may include the item that you shared with us because we'll want to definitely go get those checked out. Because of the 46 restaurants, this episode was very hard to write. I will say that right out of the gate. So we cheated quite a bit as we went through this. And instead of giving you the top five restaurants and top five meals and top five snacks, I today have the top seven restaurants at Epcot. And then I've got the top, and normally I would do top five foods. I actually have the top 11 foods for you. I did have an honorable mention in there. So we did expand that a little bit, but we don't have then the meals. And the reason is that Epcot, you will find that though you can go sit down and have really great meals and all the food is really good, there are so many stands and quick service places at Epcot where you can get the different foods, especially in the food and wine festival and in the garden festival. We're going to tell you, hey, here's where you should go and check it out because these food items, though they may not be a meal, if you eat 10 of them throughout the course of your day, you're going to feel pretty full. So these are all going to kind of roll together on us. So that's why we just said, hey, let's just make one column of best foods in the park and let's just share that. And we'll go through that with you guys here today. So when we talk about restaurants, because that's where we're going to start is our top seven restaurants. A lot of analysis goes into this from the atmosphere, because that's a crucial role, especially at Disney, because they do it so well, to the food quality and the food prices, because we know some restaurants are going to be a lot more expensive than others, and those may knock you out. So we want to make sure that we're covering different aspects of different restaurants for everyone. That way we can fit any budget and then tell you what the best foods are that are out there. So with that, we're going to dive right into this and we're going to start talking about the best restaurants at Epcot. And I'm going to start with number seven today. And this is the Beer Garden restaurant over in Germany. And if you have not been there, it is a great place to go. It's a buffet style restaurant. They have the very classic German fare, which includes a lot of sausages, the sauerkrauts, the different things over there. But this environment is very fun. They have a lot of music. It's loud in there. They're always playing different types of polka. They've, of course, got a beer at the restaurant. And that's another important thing to call out here at Epcot. In fact, if you go back in time, Disney didn't used to serve alcohol at any of their parks. But over time, they started selling alcohol starting at Epcot due to the World Showcase and the different places in the world you can go. And they have now started to incorporate alcohol at more of their parks. But at the Beer Garden Restaurant, you're going to be able to get the German large boots uh, mug of beer and alcohol over there. And you get to try a lot of those different lagers and different types of German alcohol. So it's a great restaurant. It's a really fun environment. And it's not super expensive. It is a little bit more pricey since it is a buffet. But trust me when I say there are others on our list here that are much more expensive than this. So if you want a good fun atmosphere for you and your family to enjoy. Uh, the Beer Garden Restaurant is a really good place to go. It is number seven on our list. So we do have six above it. But it, when you're considering 46 restaurants out there, it's obviously in the top 15% real quick. That is a great place to go. Great place to experience German food and to try a whole bunch of different flavors out there. 
Number six on our list is one of my personal favorites just because I love barbecue, and that is the Regal Eagle Smokehouse. And this is in Colonial America, so it's just off to the left of the Colonial America side. And you can't help but smell it when you walk up. They've got some great foods over there. This is a quick service restaurant, so you can go in and make your order right there at the counter. They have a lot of different options for you, and they are all very good. And being a quick service restaurant, that means the prices are going to be much lower. Your average price is about $15 over there. So to get a meal for $15 at Disney World, especially Epcot, is a great deal. And the food there is phenomenal. They have so many different options and choices for you there. The Regal Eagle Smokehouse is so wonderful. And like I said, you can smell it when you walk up. And it's one of my favorite smells. I love smoking meats. I have a smoker here at home that I use all the time. And so we really love the Regal Eagle Smokehouse just because the food quality is so great over there. So you definitely want to stop there in Colonial America. Keep in mind, that's at the very back of the World Showcase. So right in the middle, it's going to take you some time to get there, meaning that if you stop in each land, it's good to do some snacks along the way. But if you're planning a meal, be mindful of that. So if you're thinking, hey, I want to eat at the Regal Eagle Smokehouse, then plan on it. And as you go through the World Showcase, know that you're going to work your way through a handful of other countries before you get there. And you may want to wait and not eat as much on the way in because what we do is we do a lot of grazing. We stop at every country. We find something we want to eat. And though we share it, by the time we usually get to Colonial America, we are still eating when we get there, but we're starting to get a little more full and we never want a full meal at that point in time. So if you are looking for a full meal, you want to do a sit down meal, Regal Eagle is a great place to go. Be mindful, those you're going through the World Showcase, to not stop and eat in every single country, or else you're not going to enjoy the food when you get there. Number five on our list is really on our list due to the atmosphere alone, and that is the Coral Reef Restaurant over in the Seas area of Epcot, which is in the front right corner. This is where the Living Seas with Finding Nemo is and all the cool animals over there. And around the uh, front side of it, so towards the front of the park, is the Coral Reef Restaurant. This is a really good restaurant, so the food is really good there. It is much more pricey because it is seafood. It is not as pricey as some of our other high-end restaurants we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But this is a great place to go if you have kids that love fish and love ocean life and love just being able to watch it. When you're sitting in there, it's a really cool environment where you're sitting at a booth or a table and you're right next to these huge aquarium glass windows that you can see right into the exhibit there and tons of fish swimming by. You've got tropical fish. You've got all different kinds of animals in there. And it is just really fun to watch while you're eating. So it's a really cool environment. If you don't have an aquarium back where you live, then I would definitely recommend the Coral Reef Restaurant as a great place to get a reservation. You can go in there and have a meal, whether it's lunch or dinner, and you can schedule that time to make sure that you get that chance to sit in an aquarium when you're eating your food. So we really enjoy the Coral Reef restaurant, again, because it is mostly seafood that is in there. It is a little bit pricier um, than your typical uh, quick service fare that it's out there at most of the parks. But it's, again, not as bad as some of the other places at Epcot. So keep that in mind. But Coral Reef restaurant is a great place to go. Number four on my list is one that a lot of people probably wouldn't put on their top seven list that I've got here. And that is the Garden Grill. And this is over in the land. So again, on the right side of the park, right next to the seas, actually between the seas and where Figment is, the land is where you have Soren and you've got living with the land. Upstairs, they have a rotating restaurant called the Garden Grill. 
This is a character dining restaurant where you're going to see Mickey and his friends. And in particular, you're going to see Chip and Dale over at the Garden Grill. But the best part about the Garden Grill, aside from the atmosphere and the fact that the restaurant does rotate, you do get to look into the land and you do have characters coming up, is the food. And if you listen to our Magic Kingdom episode, you know that our number one restaurant at Magic Kingdom was Liberty Tree Tavern. And the reason is the quality of the food and it's served family style, which means they will keep bringing you as much as you want until everyone is full. This is the same at the Garden Grill. And in fact, the food is almost identical to Liberty Tree Tavern. If you're going to both parks, I would recommend don't book a reservation at both the Garden Grill and Liberty Tree. You're going to get the exact same food. What I would recommend, though, is pick one or the other. And maybe you've got another restaurant you'd really like to try. Then Definitely make sure that you're hitting one of these two. What we like to do is we like to do Liberty Tree Tavern over at Magic Kingdom because that is the best food at that park. And then we like to eat our way through the World Showcase at Epcot. So that's just our tip. That is not our I can do this all day tip of the day. But that is an important tip that if you're planning on going to Epcot, know that you're going to be eating a lot, especially if you're there during the Food and Wine Festival or the Garden Festival as you make your way through the World Showcase. So because of that, it may not be as important to get a a reservation over at Epcot unless there's a restaurant you really want to try like Coral Reef or like the Beer Garden and like some of the other ones that are higher on our list that we're going to get to here in just a moment. But if you had a restaurant, say, like Be Our Guest at Magic Kingdom or Cinderella's Royal Table, you absolutely must do, then I would say, yeah, when you're at Epcot, Garden Grill is a great one to go to because it's got the best food and probably all of the Disney parks like the Liberty Tree Tavern. And I can say that pretty confidently that there's only one other restaurant I can think of that I enjoyed the food as much, and that's on our Animal Kingdom episode. So you definitely want to tune into that. But as far as Epcot goes, this is probably, in my opinion, some of the best food in the park is over at Garden Grill. Now, because it is family style, it is a little more pricey. It's a character dining, so you are going to come in at a higher fixed price per person. But that does take away a lot of the needing to order and thinking through the menu. They're just going to bring you food and they're just going to serve it to you. So Garden Grill is number four on our list. There are three above it, but it is a great choice. And it is one that you can usually secure reservation at without much difficulty. So we love Garden Grill. You definitely want to try it out. And if you like that type of food, pay attention to our top 11 foods here in a little bit, because we're going to talk about some foods in the same pavilion, but downstairs that you can get that are similar in nature. So Garden Grill is great. Next, and I'm going to have difficulty pronouncing this next one, because keep in mind at the World Showcase, you are going through different countries, different languages, and they do have different names for these items. But number three on our list is Tapan Ito, and this is the Hibachi restaurant in Japan. And this place is absolutely fantastic. The food is phenomenal. But the best part about this is you are like watching a live cooking show while you're eating. So if you have never been to a hibachi restaurant, this is where they're going to cook your food on a large griddle basically in front of you. And they're going to cook up your fried rice. They're going to cook up your lo mein. They're going to cook up all the different meats that you order right there in front of you. And they usually have some fun and games with you. So they're going to be playing around with you, making jokes. You get to see them juggle eggs and do those kind of things or play with their serving utensils. But Tapan Ito is a great atmosphere. It's a lot of fun for the family and the food is fantastic. If you don't have hibachi style dining where you live, then Tapan Ito is a great 
option for you when you go to Epcot because you get a chance to experience that. And I can tell you, it's a lot of fun and the food is great. And if you may be thinking, I don't know that I love the Japanese style cooking or sushi or anything like that. At the end of the day, you have so many options on these menus from the sushi and the rolls to you have the option of having the cooked food, similar to what you'd get at any Chinese food restaurant, like the fried rice and and whatnot. Tapan Ito is a great place with great food, and everyone's going to find something there that they absolutely love. The only challenge to this is, number one, it is expensive. So if you've had uh, traditional hibachi restaurants in your neck of the woods where you're coming from, you already know this, that the cost of eating there is usually much more than eating at most other restaurants in that area. And the same goes for at Epcot. So Tapan Ito is a little bit more expensive. Uh, but they do have a ton of variety on their menu. So it's a trade-off there. We really love it. We think that if you've never experienced it, this is a great time to experience it and try to get that reservation. It is a little more difficult to get the reservation at Tapan Edo, but not as difficult as our top two that we're going to go through here in just a moment. And that leads me to our number two restaurant. And this was a really tough decision between one and two. You're trying to balance things like really great food Versus a really cool atmosphere. And both of them are very difficult to come by on reservation. So we're going to talk about that as well. But our number two restaurant is Space 220. This is over in the middle pavilion to the left. So this is where Mission Space, the orange and the green track are, is where the Space 220 restaurant is. But as far as atmosphere goes, this is hands down the top atmosphere in all of Disney World. I did say on our Magic Kingdom episode that Be Our Guest is up there and and probably on par with this. And I will say that they are very close, but there is nothing much more cool than going into space to eat your meal. So you're going to take an elevator ride up away from Florida, up into a space station, at which point you're going to walk into the restaurant and it is in space. You can see out the window where all the astronauts and the space station and the shuttles are going by and doing their thing, which is really cool and fun to watch. It is entertaining like Coral Reef because you have this large window and you're seeing things going on, but they definitely played up the space theme here. They did a great job on the atmosphere. It is pricey, but it is not as expensive as our number one restaurant. Or if you compare it over to Magic Kingdom, it is not as expensive as Be Our Guest or Cinderella's Royal Table. So we do love Space 220 because the atmosphere is awesome. Now, the food quality was good. In fact, we enjoyed the desserts the most at Space 220, so you definitely want to make sure that you're getting desserts. That is included if you do dinner. So if you go for the dinner meal, uh, you are going to get that included as part of your setup, but it is not included as part of lunch. So you're going to have to order that as an extra item at lunch, which is what we did. We went at lunchtime and ordered that. There is decent variety on the menu. But again, you're dealing with some hamburgers, stuff like that, and your kids are going to find that common type of food that they're going to find throughout all the parks. So it's very consistent, but the desserts are awesome. The other really cool thing at Space 220 are the drinks. Uh, They have a lot of different variety of drinks. All of them are a lot of fun. They play into the atmosphere very well. So we do encourage you, get a drink. They have both alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks that are a lot of fun. But Space 220 is a great restaurant. This, though, is probably the most difficult reservation to get at all of Disney World. We knew that there was a lot of excitement going into Space 220 since it's a newer restaurant and it only opened a couple of years ago, but we didn't know how difficult it would be to get reservations. So you definitely want to stay tuned in for our I Can Do This All Day tip of the day where we're going to talk about how I did get reservations for Space 220. 
which will work for you as well. But what we did realize when we went in there is this restaurant is not very large, which is what complicates the reservations. So when you go in there, you're going to see that there are not a ton of tables and they have them not super close together, but they've packed them in the best that they can. But I would say at the most, there's maybe 40 tables in Space 220. And when you only have 40 tables and it's going to take people about an hour to eat, then you know that you only have a handful of reservations that you can give out per day. Where in comparison, if you go to some of these other uh, locations, you're going to have 60, 70, 80 tables. So there are a lot of other options that have a lot more seating than Space 220. But that is why the reservations are so difficult to come by for Space 220 is because the restaurant is so small. But keep trying and listen to our I Can Do This All Day tip of the day and you will get those reservations. That brings me now to our number one restaurant over at Epcot. And this is Le Cellier Steakhouse, which is over in Canada. And this is by far the nicest restaurant in all of Disney World and by a long shot, the nicest. It's one of those traditional, very nice steakhouses with, all, of course, all the linens and the whole nine yards there. The food quality is top notch. It's the top in all of Epcot. And there are so many great items on this menu, too many to name. We definitely want to encourage you to go check it out. This is the other most difficult reservation to get at Epcot is over at Le Cellier. So we definitely say go for that. Try it now. The trade-off is... The atmosphere is this is a very nice upscale restaurant. It is expensive. This is a place that usually you'll find a lot of couples going to, people on date nights, people that are in very serious relationships. You're not going to find as many kids at this restaurant, though they are very welcome, just as they are at any other Disney restaurant. But this is where you're going to see a lot of two tops, meaning a lot of tables with two people at them. So Le Cellier Steakhouse is fantastic, but food for thought, is if you have a really nice steakhouse back home, this may be one you want to skip because you may have already had that experience back home. You may then want to try for Space 220, Coral Reef, Tapan Ido and get the hibachi or the garden grill or with the character dining. There are also restaurants that did not make our list that do have character dining at Epcot. So we encourage you to check all of those out. Lots of great options at Epcot. Again, there are 46 restaurants there, so you really can't go wrong, Okay. Now that we've gone over our top seven restaurants at Epcot, I want to take you now through our top, the list is top 10 foods. We actually have 11 on the list because there was one that though it's not in the top 10, there was no way I could get away from it because I stop and get this item every single time. And that's where we're going to start. So number 11 on our list is in the land. So this is the same place as Soren and living with the land. There is a quick service spot downstairs by Living With The Land that you can go pick out your food and pay for it on the way out. And I have a favorite dessert there, which is the strawberry shortcake. And I go get this thing every single time that I'm in the land. And I'm not kidding when I say that. Every single time I've been in the land, I've gotten the strawberry shortcake. And it is my absolute favorite. And it's the best strawberry shortcake I've had at any Disney park. I absolutely love it. The cake pieces are really good. It's already pre-made in a cup, so it's been sitting there. The cake has soaked up some of those strawberry juices. It's got the whipped cream on it. It's a smaller dessert, so it's uh, easy to share with somebody else, but it's not going to fill you up for your day. So we definitely recommend the strawberry shortcake over at The Land and say that is it should be in our top 10, but there are 10 items that are better than this. 
which then takes me to our number 10 item. And this is one that we have found on recent trips and have gone back to more and more and even took our friends and family this last summer when we were out there and it made their top five. So we absolutely love this. It is the Cowboy Mac and Cheese over at Mac and Eats. And this is a stand that is over by Test Track. So as you're coming straight out from Test Track, which is the third pavilion on the left, and you're coming back towards the center, towards the Connections Cafe, you will find through that little spoke, because if you notice that the front of the park is kind of like a spoken wheel, if you're coming up the spoke, you will find Mac and Eats, which has multiple different types of mac and cheese. But the one that we absolutely love is the Cowboy Mac and Cheese, which has some pulled pork on it and some barbecue sauce, and it is really good. Now, again, this comes in your traditional small little serving tray. What you may see at uh, a ballpark stadium getting nachos or a hot dog, it's that little cardboard tray there, and you're going to get some mac and cheese. Again, not a lot to eat. It's not going to fill you up. It's great to share because remember, you're going to make your way through all of Epcot and the World Showcase, and you're going to try out all these different restaurants and different places to eat. So you're going to get full really quick. So Mac and Eats is definitely something, though, that you want to try out. Uh, we absolutely love it, and we will continue to go back there every single time, as long as it's out there. Because keep in mind, at Epcot, between the Garden Festival and the Food and Wine Festival, they are always changing the different places that are out there and available. So hopefully, this will be available to you when you go out. Next on our list, number nine on the list, is actually something that I loved. My wife did not like it as much. My daughter thought it was pretty good. But I loved the smoked corned beef with cheese curds. And this is at another stand. It's right next to Mac and Eats, the last one we just talked about. So they're right together. And the stand is called Flavors from Fire. And again, it's right out there by Test Track. So this is, again, served in that same kind of little cardboard tray. It's got uh, potato chips across the bottom. They have corned beef and it's shredded corned beef on top of it. And then they put cheese curds on top of it with a sauce. This is very good. I absolutely loved it. It is something you probably want to eat with a fork. You can try to pick up the chips and try to get it all together, but it is pretty messy. So we do recommend grab a fork, take that with you. But the smoked corned beef with cheese curds was phenomenal. I love it. And it's something that I picked up multiple times over this last summer when we were out there. So uh, smoked corned beef with cheese curds. Next, number eight on my list is something that is going to be there all the time, which is great. So you won't have to worry about food and wine festival or the garden festival and what you may or may not encounter. And this is in Germany over at the Werther's station. So in Germany, they have a great little sweet area there in the front of Germany where they sell the Werther's caramels and they've got a whole bunch of different items in there. And this is the caramel butter bar. And you'll know what this is because it's the only white item, meaning that it's covered with like a crumble on the top that makes it look white. The caramel butter bar is there in the display case. So it's it's easy to find. It's easy to see because like I said, it's the only item that's not covered in chocolate or dark chocolate. It, so it definitely stands out. But the butter bar is phenomenal. And in fact, we on multiple trips to Epcot, bought about five or six different things from the Werther stand and then ate those throughout the day and that evening, sharing them with friends and family and breaking them all up. And everybody in our party agreed unanimously that the Werther's Caramel Butter Bar is the best item that they had there. And in fact, on our next trip that we did in October with some friends, 
We took them in there and we explained that to them. That was the best item we had previously. And they bought three or four different items. And they again said, yes, the Werther's Caramel Butter Bar is the best item in there, hands down. And you can actually get this at a few different places throughout Disney World. For sure, you can get it in Germany at the Werther's Chocolate and Caramel Shop there in the front. So we definitely encourage you to try that out. It is very sweet. So like I said, when we buy multiple items, we do have to spread them out throughout the day. So that way we're not overcome with that kind of that sugar shock because it's so much sugar. It is very sweet. So you definitely want to break it up. So we recommend do a sweet, do a savory, maybe do a second savory, and then go back to sweet. Uh, so you can carry those around with you. But the Werther's Caramel Butter Bar is the best one in Germany. That is number eight on our list. Number seven on our list is the crepes in Paris. And there's a little creperie in the back towards Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And it is a permanent stand there now. And they have all kinds of different things between the Nutella crepes to more savory crepes like a ham and cheese crepe. And they are all good. We have tried multiple crepes at this uh, location and every single one is fantastic. And in fact, we are actually a little disappointed because they used to have a crepe stand over in Disney Springs next to the Rainforest Cafe. And they actually redid that one and they made it now Dole Whip, which we love Dole Whip and we love the soft serve. But the crepes that were there were phenomenal and they brought most of them over. There are a couple that we have lost in that transition, but the crepes in Paris are a great treat. They, again, are not super filling. They're great to share. We get a few knives, a few forks. We cut them all up and everyone takes a few bites of each one just to try them out. But they have both savory and sweet, and we recommend get one of each. Uh, that's what we like to do is get a savory, get a sweet, and then we like to share those all together. But the crepes in Paris are phenomenal. Which now leads me to number six on our list. And uh, again, we are getting now into territory where some of these are so difficult to rank because they are all so good. Uh, like I said, strawberry shortcake at number 11, I had to do because I get it every single time. But we are now to number six. And one of my favorite items that you can actually get at Epcot as well as Disney Springs, and we will talk about it on that episode as well, is the poutine. And they have it at the refreshment port, which is right when you're going into World Showcase. If you go counterclockwise and you go towards Canada first, the refreshment port is the first station there on your right. So as you go in there, you have the choice of getting uh, poutine. They have some other great savory items at the refreshment port. But we love the poutine, which if you've never had poutine, is traditionally uh, like steak type French fries. So these are your larger, fatter French fries covered in usually a type of braised beef or some other beef product with gravy and cheese curds. Sometimes it doesn't have the braised beef. Sometimes it's just gravy and cheese curds. But the poutine over there at the refreshment port is phenomenal. And whenever we talk to our friends about it, most of our friends have never had poutine. So we'll describe it to them. And of course, there are multiple types that you can get, especially over at Disney Springs. So you definitely want to check those out. But we'll describe it to them and they'll say, yeah, it's, it sounds good. It sounds unique and they'll want to try it. And we always have them uh, try it out and they absolutely love it. They all say that it's really good. It's very savory. It's got a lot of great flavors and it just combines some of the great foods that you've enjoyed throughout your life anyways, all together into one. So Again, most of our items we like to talk about, if you don't have poutine at home or you've never had poutine, then you want to stop at the refreshment port in Canada or over at Disney Springs and get the poutine and try it out at least once. 
and see if it's something that you enjoy because we absolutely love it. We think it's fantastic. And it's really good, again, to share because you can use forks. Everyone can pick out a couple different French fries, get some gravy and cheese curd on it and try those out and really enjoy that. Again, you're going to be making your way through the whole World Showcase, eating a lot of different food. So this is a great one to share and start out with. Number five on my list is we're going to jump to the other side of the World Showcase over in Norway and over in their bakery there, they've got two items and I'm going to put these together because we always do get these together. But the school bread and the lafska are our two favorite items there. And of course, there are about eight or 10 really great items in this bakery. All of them are good. There is not one that is bad. We love also the troll horn. There are a couple other chocolate covered items in there. There, Everything's fantastic. But the two that we get every single time that we enjoy the most are the school bread and the lafska. So the school bread comes... It looks like a larger type of a roll. It's got some sprinkles on the top, and I believe those are coconut shavings on top. And on the inside, it's filled with custard, and it is just phenomenal. It, it's got a really great flavor to it, uh, so we definitely encourage you to get the school bread. The Lasca is a potato-based tortilla, so instead of a flour tortilla that you may use on tacos or burritos, this is a potato-based one, but very similar in nature. It's a large tortilla. And then they put like a cinnamon and sugar glaze all over it and then roll it up and uh, serve it to you with like that. So we absolutely love that. Our daughter loves that. It's probably her favorite treat in the park, aside from the shaved ice over in Japan, which didn't make the list, but is a really fun treat for kids. But the Lofska is really good as well. So we definitely want to tell you uh, there are a couple different bakeries through the World Showcase. So you've got Germany, you've got the Werther's area. In Norway, you've got this one with the school bread and the Lofska, and there's a really good one in the back of France that we're going to talk about here in just a moment. Every time you pass one of those bakeries, definitely go in, order a couple things, share those with your friends and family, and you will understand what we're talking about. These are some of the best foods in the park. Number four is I'm going to get away from food, and I'm actually going to go to a drink. And this was a drink that I have never had before until my last trip to Orlando and part of the food and wine festival. I love apple. So anything apple that I can get, I will definitely try it. I love apple pie. I love apple crumble or like an apple cobbler type of thing. And in Canada, in the back, they have the apple seed orchard, which we had never been to. And the reason we had never been to it is it's actually hidden. So you have to go up into Canada and go up the stairs and then there's stairs in the back that go down and you end up going around this really cool water feature with a waterfall and you go down underneath it into the rocks and down in there is the apple seed orchard and they have a ton of really cool apple treats. So they have like little apple pie or an apple crumble and they have an apple pie frozen drink, which my daughter absolutely loved. But the best drink I have ever had at any Disney park I had for the very first time on my last trip, and that is called the Apple Blossom Sky. And this drink, it is it is an alcoholic drink. It is made with apple cider, ginger ale. It's got an apple bourbon on it. And then it's got these little mini candied marshmallows that go on top, as well as I'm sure a couple other little hidden flavors that they uh, don't necessarily disclose. The Apple Blossom Sky is the best drink I've ever had at Disney World in Orlando, and I can say that I will go back for this every single time now going forward. Now, again, you have to like apple. It is very strong in that apple flavoring. 
My wife doesn't necessarily love apple as much as I do. She tasted it. She did say it was very good. It's very sweet. But because apples are not her go-to thing, she enjoyed it, but it wasn't her number one drink she's ever had. Her number one drink is over at Universal, and we'll talk about that on the Universal episode. So you definitely want to check that. Number three on our list is over at Hops and Barley. And Hops and Barley is a permanent stand. It's in the back in Colonial America. So if you go into Colonial America, it's off towards the right, like you're almost going back towards Japan. And it is a red stand in off to the side there that usually has some kind of New England-based food. So whether it's clam chowder or crab cakes or a lobster roll, it's going to have something like that, as well as some different drinks from that region of the United States. There, we have had two really great items, and they rotate between the Garden Festival and the Food and Wine Festival. So they should regularly have one of these two items there, but that is the lobster roll and the crab cake. Now, if you've listened to my other episodes, you've already heard me talk about lobster rolls multiple times. It is probably my wife and I's favorite item if we can find them in the park. But the really great thing about hops and barley is this lobster roll is Connecticut style, meaning it is served hot with hot butter poured on it which is different than main style, which typically has a dressing like a mayonnaise on it and is served cold. So the lobster roll at Hops and Barley is the best lobster roll I've had at any Disney park, hands down. And we definitely encourage you to go there. Now, during the Food and Wine Festival, they have a crab cake. And the crab cake is a crab cake slider. It comes with some slaw on it and some sauce. And that is also phenomenal. We love that one as well. So Hops and barley, you're going to win either way you go. So you definitely want to go try it out. I will say that they are both very small. And for as small as they are pretty pricey because it is seafood. One thing to keep in mind there is that you're going to be paying a little bit more for these treats and they're a little bit smaller. So if you are going to share them, know that they're going to go very quick. You may want to get your own. But again, when you're working your way through the World Showcase, you want to share as much as you can just so everybody gets a chance to try it out and so that you're not full by the time you get to Colonial America. There are so many different lands to go through. Sharing definitely makes it feasible and makes it achievable. Number two on my list. And now again, we're getting into the top items. And I already told you four, the Apple Blossom Sky was the best drink I've had at any Disney park, hands down. And the Hops and Barley is the best lobster roll I've had. So you know that when we're getting to one and two, These are really good items, okay? So this is something that you want to try to get every single time that you're there. And I can tell you, I'm not going to be able to pronounce the next one correctly. It is in the France area, so it's in the back. Now, France, if you go there, there's actually two avenues you can go up into. One side has Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, and that's where the crepes are. So on the left alley, as you go up there, this is back towards Beauty and the Beast sing-along. There is another, it's a patisserie in the back, and it's Les Halles Boulangeris Patisserie. Again, I can't pronounce it, I don't speak French, but the item in there is called the Croque Monsieur, and it is basically a toasted ham and cheese that has cheese toasted on the outside in addition to the inside. And this one, surprisingly, it, it sells out every single day. We have been there multiple times where we have gone in the middle of the day or towards the later part of the day to get this, and it is sold out completely. So know that if you want to try the Croque Monsieur, we recommend going earlier in the day. And the reason it sells out so quickly is because with now Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, more people are going back into France earlier in the day, and they're going and trying out the patisserie back there. 
Now, within this patisserie, there are tons of different food items back there. So we recommend try them all. They are all good. We have actually tried, I want to say, in the ballpark of 10 different items in this patisserie back there, and we have loved them all. They are all fantastic. Really great place to go. But the Croque Monsieur is the best sandwich back there. It is very savory. It's got great flavor. It is a larger sandwich. You can cut it up and share it like we do with most of our other items, but you may not want to because this one's really good. Now, that brings me to the number one food item I have had at Epcot. And I will tell you, this was only available during the Garden Festival this last year. I have not seen it before, nor have I seen it after. So I definitely encourage you, if you can find it, you want to get it. My wife agreed with me, this is the best food item she's had at any Disney park. And I believe the same thing. It's the best food item I've had at any Disney park. And this is over towards Canada, not too far away from the refreshment port where the poutine is, but they had maple bacon scallops. And if you enjoy seafood, if you like scallops, these are the big scallops. I'm talking the big monster, thick, huge ones. They are covered in a maple, not necessarily syrup. It's, it is it is a maple syrup. It's not like your breakfast syrup that you're going to put on your waffles or your French toast or pancakes. It's more of a traditional maple from the tree type syrup. It's not as sweet, so it's got really good flavoring. And then they put bacon on this. And of course, the bacon's cooked and it is just so good. It is so savory. It is probably some of the best flavors I've ever had ever in my life combined in one little setting. And we have gone back looking for this as many times as we've been there. And again, it was only available during the Garden Festival. So I encourage you, if you go during the Garden Festival, Go over towards Canada, check it out, see if you can find the maple bacon scallops. And over in Canada, they do have a maple stand that has a lot of other maple items. There was a really good alcoholic drink that was there. We've tried some other items at that stand as well that were good. But the maple bacon scallops were hands down the best food item I've had at any Disney park anywhere in the United States. So you definitely want to try it out. They did come, I believe, with three scallops uh, with the bacon on there. Uh, So again, you can share them. You probably will want to order more than one just because these are so good. If you have people that don't love shellfish in your party, then they may not love it. But the maple bacon scallops are phenomenal. They are to die for. So you want to try those out if you are there during the garden festival. Now, let's take you into our last couple tips now that we've gone through the top foods and the top restaurants. So tip number one, we have talked on a lot of our episodes about our I can do this all day tip of the day, which was mobile ordering. The challenge at Epcot is not a lot of stands use mobile ordering. Most of them are quick service walk-up stands uh, throughout the park that you're just going to walk up to. You may see two or three other people in line in front of you. You're going to order and they're going to prepare your food for you immediately. So they're all quick service. So mobile ordering is not going to play as big of a role in Epcot as it does in all of the other parks. So I will tell you mobile ordering is the key to success at every single park except Epcot. And the reason is not a lot of places use it. However, when you do go to Epcot, you do get the chance, regardless of whatever festival is going on, you can find usually towards the front of the park, you can get the booklets or as you go into the World Showcase, you'll find the booklets that talk about what is included within the Food and Wine Festival. And you'll get little passports or you can go get stickers and stamps as you go through and try these different items. So we encourage you get the booklet because that works very similar to the mobile ordering where you get to see everything at every stand by looking at each page in the booklet. 
before you get there. And that's going to help you better plan your day and better plan what foods you want to eat. Now, I will, I'm going to discourage you from doing what we've done. And that is you start flipping through this book early and you're like, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. It's not physically possible. There is too much food to eat at Epcot. It is all so good. You can do your very best to only have one bite of every single thing and you are not going to make your way through the entire booklet. There are way too many good foods out there. So if you love Epcot like we do, what I would recommend on your trip is if you're going to do any park hopping days, go you do your park hopping and come back to Epcot at a different point in the week when maybe you're a little bit more hungry or maybe you only ate a couple things throughout the day at your park. Epcot is a great place to finish and to come back. They have a great nighttime show, but you can keep walking through the World Showcase and keep trying different things. And my other tip is don't start on the same side of the World Showcase. So the World Showcase is a loop. It is only accessible through the two sides. So you either start in Mexico or you start in Canada. So we recommend change whatever side you start on with every visit. So if you did Canada last time, start in Mexico this time. And the reason is, is you will get about two thirds of the way through the loop and you're going to be full and you're not going to want to eat anything else. So by changing it up, then you're always experiencing different foods and different events as you go through the World Showcase. So that is a really important tip there. But our I can do this all day tip of the day is going to be our friends over at Mouse Dining. Like I was talking about earlier, the Le Cellier and the Space 220 restaurants are very difficult to get a reservation at. Same thing with the Hibachi restaurant in Japan. So Mouse Dining is going to help you secure that reservation. So as 60 days prior to your day in the park, you can go online and you can start booking your dining reservations. If you are staying on site, then it's 60 days out from your first day, you can book for your whole trip, which is a really cool feature because those offsite don't get to do that. So you're going to be able to secure probably your Space 220 and some of these other more difficult restaurants. But if you're staying offsite and you go to make a reservation and you want Space 220 and you pull that up and it's already booked up, no worries. You're going to want to go into our links, into um, our podcast description or on our YouTube description, and you're going to want to find the link there for Mouse Dining. And you can create a free account or you can do a paid account, which will give you more alerts. And what Mouse Dining is going to do is they're going to say, hey, what day are you going to the park and what restaurant are you looking for? And they're going to start texting you every time a reservation becomes available. You do need to be very quick on that. So once you do get the text, you do need to click it right away and go in there trying to secure that reservation. But know you're going to get multiple chances and attempts at getting this reservation secured. I found for the very busy restaurants like a Space 220, the reservations were usually gone in about 10 to 15 seconds. So as I would click on the link, it's trying to load me. It may have me log in. By the time I got in there, it may have already been gone. That made it really difficult in the months leading up to my trip. However, know that 24 hours before you go to that park is the cutoff where people have to cancel their reservations. So the day before, you're going to see a ton of texts. You're going to get a ton of opportunities to book for the very next day that reservation you want to get. And that's how we were able to secure Space 220 was the day before. I got five or six texts throughout the day. And of course, the first one I clicked, uh, I was able to go in there and secure that reservation and get it. Though for the weeks before, I wasn't able to do it at all. I, every time I would try, I would miss it. The, the day before, I was able to get it. So mouse dining is a great way to secure your reservation if you don't have it already and you're trying to get a really coveted one. So we encourage you again, go into our links. 
click that link over to Mouse Dining and then start setting your alerts and know that you're going to be able to get that reservation when you're looking for it. With that, we will say have a great week. Again, Epcot is the best park for dining. They have the best food in all of Disney World. You definitely want to take your time at Epcot, go through the World Showcase. I know a lot of little kids don't love it, but there are fun rides like Frozen and the Grand Fiesta with the Three Amigos, which is Donald and his friends. You have Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. You have Test Track. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So great ride there. That's probably one of the top two rides in all of Disney World. You've got Soren. So a lot of cool things to do there. Definitely stay a full day there and go and explore Epcot and try all the different foods. And then let us know which ones you guys like the most. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.